0: Hi, I'm Megan Strong, and welcome to episode 156 of Chairside Live. We have a great show for you today with two fun and informative segments. Come with me as I venture outside of the studio and onto the lab floor to discover our process for manufacturing Bruxer crowns. But first, Dr. Paresh Patel joins us as this week's guest contributor. Dr. Patel is a leading lecturer on small diameter implants and a regular contributor to our inclusive magazine. He's here today to talk about his protocol for buffering anesthetic for an effective way to numb your patients quickly and with reduced pain and inflammation. Let's check it out.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Parash Patel here to talk to you about the benefits of buffering your local anesthetic. A really hot topic now for everybody because we want to treat our patients with the most effective anesthesia possible have that anesthesia take effect as quickly as possible and reduce all of the other damages that we do when we get our patients numb so let's talk about that for just a minute it's uh, going to be really important to understand that we want to reduce the amount of injection pain for our patient the sting that the patient feels so if we can buffer that anesthetic we will reduce that sting there's going to be less inflammation or less tissue damage because we have to remember that our local anesthetic has a ph of around 3.4 Uh, which is in the acidic category. If we can raise that up closer to the biological pH of 7.2, we're going to have less of that inflammation occurring in the tissue. Faster onset, who wants to wait around for 10 minutes while our patient gets numb? As dentists, I've never found any of us that are really able to go in there, give a patient a shot, have them wait 10 minutes, and then come back. We really want to get in there, get our patient numb, and get to work makes a appointment faster for our patient, makes our production better, and makes everything more efficient. And it's more effective in the presence of infection. How many of us have had the problem where we go in there and we try to get our patient numb, we have an abscess, we have infected tissue, because the tissue's already acidic, it doesn't have the capacity to buffer that solution, and take that 3% of the ionized form and take it all the way up to the physiologic pH of 7.2. So we're gonna talk about how we can do that ahead of time, so in the presence of infection, we can get that effective anesthesia that we want for our patients. So what are we gonna need to buffer our local anesthetic for our patient prior to them getting there? Well, most of the supplies you're gonna have, you're gonna already have a syringe needle, you're gonna have your favorite syringe, The things that you may or may not have in your practice are gonna be the main star, which is the buffering solution itself, which is the 8.4% sodium bicarbonate. It comes in a 50 mil vial. You can order this through any of your surgical supply houses. The cost of this is absolutely inconsequential. This bottle probably costs five to $8. It's gonna cost more to ship it to your office than it is for you to get it. The other thing that you may or may not have in your office is that you may not have this BD syringe. This happens to be a, Uh, 50-unit syringe right here, and it comes with various lengths of needles on it. I like to use the one that has the half-inch needle on it, so make sure that you get the BD syringe that has the half-inch needle at the end right there. These come in boxes of 100 and I think this is probably less than $10 as well. The last thing that you may or may not have is just an alcohol cleansing pad, and you're going to use that to clean off the top of your sodium bicarbonate bottle. Okay, so let's get to it. Let's talk about buffering the 2% lidocaine 1 to 100,000. The formula for buffering is about 1 to 1 tenth, okay? So 1 milliliter of the anesthetic to 1 tenth of the sodium bicarbonate. In our example here, since this is a 2% solution, we're gonna need to express out about 25 units of anesthetic. So in this case, that's about where the gray plunger hits the red line right there. Okay, so in the 2% solution, we're gonna express out about 25 units or bring that plunger about to the red line on a 1.7 millimeter cartridge of our local anesthetic. So load your anesthetic just like you would, get whatever needle tip that you want to engage your Anesthetic. You don't have to twist the cap on all the way, you're really just going to get out here and you're just going to express out about 25 units of that to make the space or make the volume for your sodium bicarbonate to go back into the cartridge right there. After you've expressed that out, you can go ahead and remove your anesthetic. You can see that we've expressed out about 25% or 25 units of anesthetic. The plunger is almost to the red line right there. So now we can go ahead and work with our sodium bicarbonate. We'll get our alcohol wipe and we can clean off the top of our 8.4% sodium bicarbonate. Okay, once that's done, we'll get our BD syringe, we'll go ahead and remove the cap, and we want to take out about 25 units of the sodium bicarbonate. So we'll express or pull in about 25 units of air So we can inject that into our bottle so we don't create a vacuum in there. So we've got about 25 units right there, pulled back of air, and now we can go ahead and put that into our bottle and we can inject the air into the bottle and we're going to draw out 25 units of our buffering solution. okay so we have 25 units and now we can inject that back into our 2% lidocaine solution and we're just going to push that right back into our syringe and you'll notice as I inject this the plunger starts to go back and that's why we needed to make that space so we can have enough volume to buffer our anesthetic so now you have effectively and very easily buffered this anesthetic So we've gone from about 3% of this anesthetic being buffered to about 97% of this being buffered. So you've effectively made this cartridge 100% ready to be buffered inside of the patient. Now a lot of people ask me, doctor, why do the companies not go ahead and have this buffered from the very beginning? Well, the shelf life of this anesthetic, as you can see right here, this doesn't expire until 2016, the 10 month of 2016, right there. So we have about a year shelf life on this anesthetic. The shelf life of this anesthetic right now that we've buffered it at most is about a day to a day and a half so that's the reason because we want that acid in there to keep that anesthetic from being uh, uh, not effective so now that we've buffered it we have to use this within a day okay so normally what we're doing is we're going ahead and buffering right before the patient comes in for the surgery. We're going to be able to perform the procedure the way we want to and not have the patient worry about having so much discomfort.
0: Thank you, Dr. Patel, on behalf of patients everywhere, myself included. Dr. Patel frequently lectures for the Perio Institute and will be in Seattle, Washington, coming up on December 4th and 5th. Stay tuned at the end of the show for more upcoming lecture dates by Dr. Patel. And be sure to visit www.perio.com for more information and registration details. Okay, now it's time for me to venture out onto the lab floor with our own Keevan Chiganaka, General Manager of our all-ceramics department. And I'm asking the question, just how do our Bruxer crowns fit so well. Let's go see. Keevan, Keevan, Megan Strong, Chairside Live. Hi, Megan. Hi. I want to know, how do we achieve our precise fit of the Bruxer crown?
2: Oh, let me show you.
0: Okay, let's go look.
2: Megan, I don't have to tell you, it starts with a good impression.
0: We know that, yep.
2: So as much as possible, We block out whatever little undercuts is necessary to idealize it as we scan. Afterwards, what we've done is we've developed parameters, whether it's occlusal at 60 microns or or axial wall at 90 microns to optimize, to take into consideration the drill compensation during milling and things like that. Also, we know that zirconia as a material has become very predictable. So we know how much it's going to shrink during sintering. So these parameters allow us to absolutely every time come out with the same result. What we also do is we design, when we're designing externally the contour, we actually make the contacts open 10 microns. That's because we have tested the top 10 brands of floss on the market and the average thickness of those floss is 40 microns. So we know that by allowing it to be open when the doctor drops it into place it's easier to insert and yet still catches floss. So that kind of predictability with the software and the materials gives us that kind of consistency that hopefully the doctor's looking for.
0: Great. Well, there we have it. Thank you so much for that look into how we achieve our precise fit. Well, that about wraps it up for this edition of ChairSide Live. I had a lot of fun exploring the lab and our processes, and I hope you did too. I'll see you next week, and don't forget to earn while you learn with free CE at www.glidewelldental.com. Thanks for watching.